Greetings, my disciples. It is your leader in prayer and song, Wolf the Dog. And I am here to preach the good word about all the happenings in this silly thing we call life. I'm also here to tell y'all about how to attain true salvation and get y'all into dumps to meet heaven. The one true secret to life and happiness is... Oh, wait. Before that, we got a show to run here, y'all. Apologies. This week's Howlin' with Wolf comes from Doug Blake, who recommended pretending to be people on Facebook. I mean, this week's Howlin' with Wolf is an Ari Manstein event review by Zombini. 2099. The location for this event could not have been better, set among the classically themed mausoleum littered venue that is the city cemetery. The Samba Stone family plots lent a sense of reverence that most crawfish boils sadly lack these days. Upon my arrival, I was instantly hit with sweet and savory smells that reaffirmed my hopes that this would be a boil to remember. But alas, the only thing I will remember is my disappointment. First and foremost, the service was terrible. There weren't even any eating utensils provided. I actually witnessed a hip, well-dressed young man, obviously from the city, resort to eating straight from the pot as no one came to serve him. Needless to say, I never actually got to taste any crawfish. Equally as disappointing, the music was nonsensical. I'm as down with new age music as the next city dweller, but this was just weird gibberish that seemed to last forever and yet was over as soon as it began. I was not alone in thinking this as several frustrated diners shot the DJ. It was around this time that I took my leave, disappointed and hungry. Still, all things considered, not the worst crawfish boil I've been to. Two and a half stars out of five. You know, Wolf ain't never been to a crawfish boil that didn't have some kind of crazy shit go down. But all that crazy shit always leads to a massive reward at the end of the night. When they dump out all them shells into the trash, a treasure trove of candy red exoskeletons discarded by the masses. Also, your old little old wolf can take a Scrooge McDuck dive into them, swimming around, getting my fill with my mouth wide open. That is the kind of spicy bug I like to eat. So anyway, you need to remember, if you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag at PretendingPod on Instagram or Twitter, tag Pretending to be People on Facebook, or write a five-star review and email us at PretendingPod at gmail.com. You are due to get bruised and lose your shoes if you choose to snooze on the news, baby. Keith Vigna was shoved into a secret room in Jim Cook's house. Clark Bishop found a well-worn VHS tape of his parents playing Wheel of Fortune and winning a honeymoon. John Lee Pettymore found an envelope with a letter from Jim Cook alongside three folders outlining three different operations. The group recovered at a walk-in clinic before tooling up and entering Marvin Glass's playground through a trapdoor like grate in an alleyway. Speaking of playgrounds, I hear those pretending to be people boys are gonna be playing around and loitering on Twitch this Friday. They can be found at twitch.tv slash 
pretending pod streams. I hear one of those boys might sound a lot like me. <laughs> yeah, right, that'd be crazy, y'all. Oh, hell yeah, the thought of those boys streaming has Wolf's face beaming. But until then, I'll keep dreaming and dreaming of incessant screaming. It's Kudzu with no backbone. Put all the poppers in your butthole now. Put yeah. them up there and lick them real good. Let me get Make that it a popper. spicy butthole. Spicy butthole in my pants. Spicy butthole does my dance. I like <laughs> dancing with my butt. You will like me when I strut. strut. Oh! <laughs> Luke, what'd you do for your birthday? I literally woke up, sat on my couch, smoked weed all day, and watched <laughs> Twitch. <laughs> Oh, what, nice. what'd you watch on Twitch? I watched, uh, well, at 8 p.m. is when uh, uh, Lord Kaboon plays Grand Theft Auto Roleplay. So I watched that from about 8 p.m. until 3 in the morning. That's Mr. Chang. <laughs> That's Mr. Chang. He's my favorite. The the voice, the voice. The voice is a fun character. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's also, I think, the most watched Grand Theft Auto role player on Twitch. So he's a lot of fun. Anyway, I did that, and I also watched... It is a lot of fun. I, I watched... Watch I watched a movie called About Time. Oh, yeah, with... Uh, like that redheaded Donald, guy. Donald, Donald Gleason. Is that his name? That's yeah. Brendan Gleeson's son. No way. Yeah, Mad Eye Moody's which son. Which I didn't know for a long time. Oh, yeah, because he's also in a couple, or maybe one Black Mirror episode. It's a fucking uh-huh. fairy tale. Yeah. yeah. But no, uh, it was an enjoyable movie, cheesy at times, but I also love Rachel McAdams. Oh, yeah. And I forgot, uh, well, didn't oh. forget, but Margot Robbie was in it as well. Oh, I didn't remember that. Isn't Bill Nye the dad in uh-huh. that? Yeah. Is that who you say it's his not, name? Wait. I think it's Nye. Nye? Oh, I thought you said Bill Nye. I'm yeah. like, no. Bill Nye, the British guy. Yeah, no, uh, I, I very much enjoyed it. Bill Nye. And before I watched About Time, I watched... Peach uh, Bill Nye. I watched some uh, Chef's Table. Yeah, and that's a good show. I watched a guy play s- this survival game. I don't remember. Something dark. Long Winter or something Long, like that? The Long Dark is what it was called. The Long Dark. Nice. But yeah, I ordered Postmates slash Uber Eats <laughs> twice. Oh, wow. Yeah. That this is, is how a you, fucking birthday, yeah, baby. Really yeah, you it up. And I, I just like, I was like, thinking about going to cherry picker later in the night and i was like you know what fuck it i'm just not i'm literally not going to change out of my pajamas at a great time hell yeah well heck yeah and you can finally vote i can finally (laughs) vote now (laughs) yeah listeners luke is legal (laughs) you can vote at 16 in missouri (laughs) yeah i uh We've I been trotting I, out this jail bait for you. <laughs> I haven't. The Lukey boys well, all grown up. When I was younger, I was I leaned very much to the left. But you know, my parents, uh, you know, a lot of older people say like, once you get older, you'll be more conservative. <laughs> and yesterday, I I woke up and I was like, damn, I kind of want to vote for Donald Trump today. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, that's legitimately horrifying. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, no, that'll never happen. Listeners, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Happy birthday. Unless you like Donald Trump, then keep give us more of your money. <laughs> yeah, pledge to us, not him. All right, so uh, 
Joe, when Joe got into the the home today, he opened up the fridge uh, to grab one of the beers that he brought, and then he just started giggling like a madman. I bought myself some long neck Coronas. Uh huh. Turns out they weren't uh, all long. <laughs> Wait, what? Coronitas. I, I had somehow bought the seven ounce. <laughs> Corona bottles that for some reason look what? like long necks coming out of the top of the six pack, but they just got little stubby bottle bottoms. <laughs> Why do they make those? I, for the light drinker, I guess. I don't know. Well, wow. It's for kids. <laughs> it's for kids, children. Well, I mean, what is the drinking age in Mexico? 21? No. no it's. I drank when I was like 14 there. <laughs> that's so well, cool. without like two no, years ago yeah uh, you know, i went to the swim up bar and i was like i like whatever that drink is it looks good and it was like a like a mudslide or a white russian or something and i drank and i was like tastes good but kind of bad and yeah. then my dad was like what the fuck are you like i didn't do it on purpose <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't get a boner in the pool and that's why you don't like big mouth all right so uh, <laughs> the, i forgot about that i mean i don't hate it but i mean i've only I've only seen like four All right, so let's get into Sorry, this. Guys. Episode 39. That's a big number. We're almost to uh, almost to 40. 30, 30 more to go. Yeah, That's exactly. almost. <laughs> we're almost at, if you listen to us, you could have worked an entire work week. Yeah. But instead, you enjoyed it with us. <laughs> uh, so let's kick it off the bat. You guys were, I believe, falling. Through the, the grate in front of the dirty dog grooming. Is that correct? The giant building downtown that you know is the glass compound or With some, some cool, other... cool flowers around. Absolutely. Maybe the last time we'll ever see flowers. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> as you guys are falling, let's go ahead and as you head into the den of sin, as you've been calling it, let's do it. You, you called it that. Yeah, it's I certainly did. Time. As you guys have been calling it. <laughs> and we called it that because you yeah. did that. Uh, we learned it from watching you. <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys are falling, let's let's do an equipment check. Let's see what you guys have on you. Who wants to start? Last episode, I just bought or I bought three pistols altogether. I've got two in the waistband and one in my boot. And then uh, John Lee Pettymore bought us all a couple of uh, flash grenades, a couple of regular grenades, and a couple of smoke grenades. Cool. And you're also wearing an old school contention police officer's uniform? Correct. Anything else on you? I might have one more pistol. I, I guess I would still have the one that Maggie gave me to take out Yeah, stand. you can have four so on you if you want. four total. It's a lot it's of It's in the pistols. other boot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell me if this is too meta, but I have giant pockets in my giant shorts. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should be carrying your, your guns at first. No, it's fine. I hate it. If I would have thought about it last episode, I would have said it. He throws that. it to you while you're falling midair. Okay, so what do you... <laughs> so what do you I, have on you, Luke? I have my uh, small but powerful pistol. Two frag grenades, two flash grenades, two smoke grenades. And then uh, on my back, I have the uh, giant fully auto machine gun. Two ARs welded together. Basically, Cold yeah. fusion it's gun. It's like a double neck guitar, but a gun. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. What a great description. <laughs> yeah, it's balling. <laughs> and then, uh, well, I'll ask this later. And Thomas, what do you have on you? What does John Lee, Kevin Pettimore have on you? He's got his robot body. Uh, he's got body armor on top of that. Uh, all the grenades, same as the others. He's got a powerful pistol with a large magazine and a semi-automatic shotgun. Absolutely. Armed to the veritable teeth. To the veritable teeth indeed, my good sir. Uh, Joe and I were talking, um, I think maybe we should 
say what our health points are before we start, just oh, so yeah. the listener knows? I think that's really smart. Let's get a rundown of your health and your sanity. I am currently <laughs> at 16 hit points. I had a maximum of 26, and my current sanity is at 18 with a breaking point at 6. Woo! I have 25 out of 25 hit points, and my sanity is at 11 with a breaking point of 8. All right. I'm at uh, 19 of 20 hit points. And uh, my sanity is at 18. Good, pretty good sanity. Yeah. All right. Does anyone have any final words? <laughs> uh, we're here to eat ass and kill bubblegum, and we're all out of bubblegum. <laughs> you know how that trap door opened at the last episode? Uh-huh. Uh, Clark clings to the edge, pulls himself up, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes back to his house, watches Wheel of Fortune until, it, <laughs> until he until dies, <laughs> until the end of the world. I think it starts out with all of us going, <laughs> Three Wilhelm screams. Wow! Um, also, Whoa! while we were, we, <laughs> that's spot on. Uh, Thank you. I forgot I'm to add. While, while we were at, uh, unbeknownst to pretty much anybody at the gun shop, I had filled some uh, one of the cargo pants. I went over to the bait shop of the of the gun store and filled one of my pockets up with uh, catfish food. Oh, catfish yeah. food! Very small. Why catfish? Have you ever seen catfish food? It's like real mushy and super stinky. Is that what you cover your arm with? Yeah. You have know, you ever gone noodling? noodling? It's. I I think I might have told this story once, but I went with my dad or my uncle. We went gigging and noodling one day. Gigan's fun. You get to eat some frog legs. Noodlin sucks because a catfish bites your fucking arm, <laughs> and that's how you catch it. So. Yeah, that sounds like garbage. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll definitely You're allow that. You're supposed to use your dick. Oh, yes. mine's not big enough. It's recreation. Boom. I can only fold it in half once. <laughs> Call back. Eight times if... <laughs> If you really tried. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I, I do have that. As you fall downward into darkness, you almost immediately feel your body slow and begin to float gently like you're just hanging weightless in vast nothingness. And then abruptly, a bright light covers your entire field of vision and huge words appear in front of you in a spray-painted font as a rumbling voice reads the massive tag that says, Welcome to the Scrap It! What you can only assume is the biggest Omnimax screen of all time fades to black and a video begins to play. It looks to be the inside of an enormous arena made of glass. In the background, hundreds of screaming spectators. In the foreground, a hole begins to form in the floor and a shadowy form begins to emerge. But before this person can even hit the lights of the arena, a giant metal tentacle erupts into view, gripping the humanoid being and ripping it out of frame the screen fades to black and you feel your feet touch the ground your weight coming back down into your bodies you all are standing in a cube of a room 20 feet across made almost entirely of the oily obsidian you have previously seen in this building it is disorienting across the room is a mouth of a concrete cave with the logo for the scrap pit spray-painted above its entrance. To your left are two guards standing in front of a red, deep-buttoned, plush door. The guards are in full brown jumpsuits. They each have a large scythe strapped to their backs, and the blade of each scythe is shaped like an enormous fish hook. A closer look reveals these men have unnatural, matching faces. Their eyes are far apart, 
almost on either side of their face. Their noses do not jut out, but are rather two slits above their two wide, thick-lipped mouths, and they have a few flaps on either side of their necks. They turn, and upon seeing you, press a button that lights up green, and they move out of the way to either side of the gaudy door. What do you do? Noodle them, Keith. Well, I think we just go... I think... <laughs> I think... Uh, I think we just go right through that door. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it seems... We do a little... Uh, do, do, do a little... <laughs> Do a little, uh, do a little noodling nod. Stick your nod. fucking arm down his mouth. <laughs> do, do a little noodling nod over at him, and then we go right past. Clark wants to look up. Can I see where we came from, or is it is it a closed space that we fell from? Or? It is just darkness. Okay. Above you. What do we see through the doors? Through the doors is a, another smaller room made completely out of the same oily black material. I just feel like we're gonna walk into another Marvin Glass stadium. I mean, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Really have it's, any other options yeah. at this point. I think we go through the gaudy doors and, I mean, they hit the green button. Mm-hmm. Gotta be better than a hypothetical red button. Yeah. Can I see what you guys are picturing? How are you arranged right now? Are you chewbacca him already? Do you I have him? I think he's him? in the middle and we're escorting mm-hmm. him on, I, on either side. He's got a gun wound that we literally gave him mm-hmm. and I think we're just maybe have your what? hands behind your back but not like cuffed or anything and, just, we, and we're like and we glued dog fur all over him so he looks <laughs> real Chewbacca <laughs> but I think we just we, we look like he's uh, our prisoner and, and we're walking him I'll keep a maybe a sullen head down kind of look on me the whole time I like you best when you look like that <laughs> alright so you guys march him into <laughs> I might emphasize my limp even like look real wounded and uh I'm non-threatening. Absolutely. Like they've these, got me handily. These total fishmen absolutely pay attention to your hobble. Um, <laughs> you guys march Clark Bishop into this room, and the room's interior walls, floor, and ceiling are the same beautiful, like, onyx, obsidian reflector, uh, and the door closes behind you. There's nothing, just this shimmering black mirror on all six sides, and then you feel the room begin to move. Who has the lowest luck i have 35 i got 60 i've got 20 all righty thomas go ahead and roll luck for me all right i'm gonna use these uh dice that joe got me for the first time nice hope they serve you well i'm gonna open mine up too oh okay (laughs) 93 (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, it's my fault i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) son of a bitch I loaded your guys' dice. <laughs> I'm the only one getting out of here alive. <laughs> I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm not going to win. <laughs> it's a me, Joey O. <laughs> Waddy Joe. <laughs> one of the walls opens, and you are looking into this dark room lit by two lanterns on either side of the room that have open flames coming from them. And right in front of you, there are six individuals passed out all in their underwear. Most are pretty rough looking young children. And one is Oz Mayhem Wolf. And they are all unconscious as a group of what I can only describe as grandmothers. They are older women. They are all dressed in long skirts and cardigans, and they have their hair up in tight little buns like Aunt Bee 
How about that? And they are all humming and walking in a strange pattern around this room, pouring a strange liquid into the mouths of these six passed out individuals. Real quick, I just need all of you to roll sanity for me. Fail, 38. Oh my God, I pass. Uh, 14 on an 18. I rolled a 33. Crit fail. Yeah. Keith Vigna and uh, Thomas John Lee Pettymore both lose one sanity. And for this, Joe, I'm going to have you just take your headphones off and plug your ear holes. Okay. And don't read our lips. <laughs> this is the first time we've mentioned Joe's embarrassing ear holes instead of ears. <laughs> he just has these weird, like a Voldemort like, style. Sucky, I'm, nervous, like... I'm nervous about all the laughter I'm seeing <laughs> around the room. <laughs> His, uh, he really plucked him. Yeah. His mom is a rhino. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah, they are rhino ears. Yeah. So as you guys are looking into this room, the two of you see two ethereal spirits that are hanging above these grandmothers. And one is a black dog and the other is a red lion. And they are are weaving in and out of these grandmothers as they're walking and pouring this liquid into the mouths of the passed out individuals. And these spirits are diving in and out of the bodies that are lying in front of you. Does there seem to be any connection between their movements or like who they're diving into and who the grandmas are? Absolutely. Okay. Joe, you can come back now. (laughs) I saw some uh, hand gestures coming from Zach over there, and I, I turned away real quick just to make sure I wouldn't glean anything from the beautiful sign language you're prov- providing. Wonderful. They say that you can put mute on a good story and still know what's happening, <laughs> but I don't know if that would work for this medium. Uh, not for this medium. I don't know, listeners. Give it a shot. I am I'm disturbed, and I look at Kevin John, just like wide-eyed. What the fuck was that? I don't know, man. As you guys are staring at each other, one of the elderly women just walks into the room with you and the door shuts behind her. And she just turns to face the door and stands there. Noodler Keith. (laughs) (laughs) I don't say anything. I just stand there hoping that this elevator goes to someone we can talk to. It continues moving and she turns around to the two of you Oh, do you have a prisoner? We do. Yes. What what did he do? He betrayed Marvin Glass. Well, that is not a good idea, young sir, she says to Clark Bishop. That's why we brought him here. He he needs to be punished. Well, we'll certainly make sure that he's punished, won't we? I I hope so. You better. But we'd like, yeah, we'd like to tell. We need him for a while first, We need to tell somebody higher up. Well, I was, I don't know who you are, but. If you could get us to somebody, we I was tasked with a, a he's, major. He's new. I was tasked with something major for Marvin, and he got in my way and made that task impossible. Oh, I'm sure you were, honey. Hey, I'm- this is this is this is Keith Vigna. He's gonna be around working for us for a while. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, hi, Keith. Uh, Kevin, thank you for making me aware of not introducing myself. I'm so sorry. That's such rude manners of mine. Keith Figna. My name is Ursula. It's very nice to meet you. Ursula Osyth. 
It's very nice to it's meet nice you. It's nice to meet you as well. I can't look, uh, or I am looking forward to working with you in the future. Ursula, you, you could say it better than me. Why don't you tell Keith a little bit about what you and the others like you do here? Oh, well, of course. Yeah, welcome. So basically what we do is we carry on a very old tradition of making sure that the sacrifices are ready to be useful. And how, and how do you go about that? As you well know, it's a, it's a long, drawn-out process. Of <laughs> yes, it is. Lots yes, of ingredients and lots of words and lots of specific directions and maths. But after some time, we're, we're able to put together a, a nice sort of uh, change of blood for those that we bathe in our fun time juice. Oh, I think I've heard of uh, Kevin's been telling me about sounds like a, a fun fun time you know it is all around it absolutely is and i know that you uh you seem to be to be looking for someone to speak to keith vigna is that right, right. well i i was, had spoken with marvin just earlier today and he's, i he's brand new <laughs> i i was supposed to do something for him and i need to talk with him and, and let him let him know what happened and ask him what i can do next the door begins to open and she says well, I'm sure you're going exactly where you need to. And then nice kind to of meet you. motions for you to get off the elevator. Have a good one, Ursula. Good to see you, Kevin. And then I, I think in my head, we're probably supposed to get off here. Yeah, yeah Keith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you get out. Learn, Let's do it. Quick. Let's get, do get, that. Get the fuck out of the elevator. <laughs> Let's do that. I didn't say it out loud. This is like, my elevator now. She was totally hitting on me, right? <laughs> Dude, she, did, I, did you see that what, was weird the way she looked at you? That was wow. weird. She's kind of old, but she's not that bad looking. Ursula, it's not maybe the name I would pick. But All that torturing kept her, you know, kept her, kept her fit. Okay, uh, we walk. You off guys are the still elevator. having. You guys are still having this conversation, and the the camera zooms out, and you are in a massive room. The door is already shut behind you, and this room is dark and it is damp, and you smell. You know that like. That kind of YMCA, kind of aquarium mm -hmm. kind of smell going like on. Nasty chlorine. Yes. Yeah. It is endless and it smells fucking terrible and also extremely fishy. If there was a place to do noodling, <laughs> it would be here. Get your arm ready. Looking out, you see that there is a grid of catwalks that are absolutely infinite going away from you above them is a light fog and this is all hanging over dark greenish murky water below it's open water below us it is open water below you and in the squares of the grid in the opening where the catwalks uh, not covering hanging from the foggy darkness above are rusty moss covered chains now, some of the chains are just hanging like 10 feet out of the water, and some of the chains go all the way in the water. In the distance, you see that a handful of these have people hanging from them. Are they alive or are they corpses? They are small in your view. They're oh, far, far away. away. They, no, they're small. They're just tiny, tiny people. people. I mean, I've they're hanging, seen one of those. Hanging at the bottom of the chains. Still above the water. Above the water. Still okay, well gotcha. above the water, yes. 
This is spooky. Let's keep moving. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's a really cool image. I just picture yeah. that so yeah. well in my brain. And it's it's creepy. And I don't like it. Kind of beautiful in a weird way. Green fog, <laughs> like on a like a swampy. Yeah. I mean, you said they're far away, but can we see movement from any of them that are hanging? Yeah. And let's go ahead and roll alertness for me and, or search, depending. You can each roll on this one. I'll give it to you. Uh, 16 on a 60. For alertness. 41 on a 70 for alertness. I got a 38 on 60 for alertness. All right. Did we all pass? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Group success. We're alert as fuck. You guys get to see everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys get to see everything. everything. <laughs> Is that still Ursula talking? <laughs> <laughs> only for Kevin. So... You see there is only one guard in sight, and it is one of these unnatural-looking fishmen wearing a brown jumpsuit. You also hear three voices in the unseen darkness across the enormous chamber, and because you guys rolled so well, you're going to recognize the voices that you hear. Keith, one of them is Francis Beans. My niece. Your niece. The other two are voices that you guys haven't heard in a while. It is Kathy and George Piston. Oh, wow. Hmm. It has been a while. Days, even. Now, if you'll remember, Kathy and George Piston, uh, George is Leo's brother, Leo Piston, and they run the Piston Pig Farm and the Piston Junkyard. Keith spent some time out there. I believe Kathy shot him in the foot. She did. I got to take a little trip on her school bus. Yeah, which was full of about a hundred homeless people. Yeah. It was also that junkyard that kind of started us on this entire path. There was a body that showed up there. Absolutely. Where'd your pencil go? (laughs) I just dropped it right down there. (laughs) Real fast, Keith, what was your brother's name? Yeah, real fast, Keith, what was your brother's name? Was it not Francis? No, Francis was my niece. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Some new has something to do with. Bees. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. It's a uh, Fergie. Fergie. <laughs> I was thinking it was Francis. If you if you go back and look at all the beans uh, names, there's a pattern there. <laughs> so yeah, Fergie makes sense. Sorry. What? Can we hear what they're saying? You are a little bit too far away from them right now to actually hear what they're saying, but you just recognize they're the tenor of their voices. So we don't have eyes on them? You can kind of see outlines that would help you realize who they were. They are like 200 yards away from you. There is some sort of light source in here. It's not pitch black at all. It is not. No, there is some unseen light source. Are they like in front of us or do they come from? Yeah, they're in front of you. As far as we can tell from here, are they just standing on a random catwalk or is there something near them that they are maybe congregated near? Well, it seems like based on those great roles that Francis Beans is standing on a catwalk. Kathy and George Piston are both hanging. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Oh. This is fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> I like whispered, do you guys want to, I mean, want to just approach them? Like, is it just in front of us that we, we can walk or can we take other paths? It's a big old grid, baby. Uh, John, do you, do you know where we are? Have you been in here before? No, unfortunately not. Do you guys want to go straight at? Straight up, Francis. We can just like push her over the rail. I mean, we, yeah, we could. One down. Let her sleep with the fishmen. That or we try to get around her, but I don't want to get lost in this place. 
we might go talk to Frances, see if she can lead us. And if that's she, true, we could. If she starts to get you know violent, we can just three versus one. She's a little girl. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there, we could also wait for her to leave and, and like, follow her. Well, follow and also maybe rescue Kathy and uh, George and have another have an army with us. I don't know, maybe, but maybe also fuck these pistons. Yeah, that's also true. My vote would be to go talk to her, but we can also wait till she leaves and try to follow her where she's going. What do you guys think? I'll, I'll do whatever you guys want. I'm, I'm the prisoner right now. But not in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you can't have that mindset. You got Oh, man. We've already lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you were a kid and you were trying to get out of school, so you acted sick, but acting sick got made you, you feel sick, bad. Yeah. And then you just wasted a day. I just mean you guys capture me fair and square, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your prisoner, damn it. I think we should just go, let's go talk let's to go her. Let's go talk to her, Let's go yeah. talk to her. Worst case scenario, we push her into one of these feeding fish just tanks. Say, hey, uh, hey, Frankie. Uh, well, let's let's walk up and get closer to her. I say that. I say, hey, Frankie. As you guys are walking down the catwalk, you would see you're getting into a section where there are more people hanging. Most of them are unconscious, and they are all hanging from a fish hook that is going through their crossed forearms. So their arms are crossed, and through the spot where they are crossing, there is a fish hook going in both forearms. I kind of awkwardly nod and wave as the people as we pass. Hello. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, Passing through. Hello. <laughs> Waving at him. One of them sees Kevin. He's like, fuck you, you devil. Every single mess you've ever made in your life is one more thing that's taken you closer to hellfire and brimstone, you absolute piece of devil witch garbage. I get right up in his face and I say, yeah, I'm going to hell and I'll see you there. And then I'd poke him in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) Ow, ow, fuck, ow. Ouch, God damn it. Do you have any eye drops? (laughs) As you guys continue, you do see that one of the... Can I scan uh, other faces? Is there anybody else here that I recognize or know? Yeah, as uh, as you scan the rest of the faces, you do recognize the body of Agent Trent Chad also hanging from one of these fish hooks. And his eyes rise up to meet yours and he freaks the fuck out. What? You guys were... You, you, you're dead. You're fucking dead. He looks at Keith Vigna and Clark Bishop, and he's like, What the absolute fuck happened? The last time I saw you, you... You... you and, and now you're... And he kind of notices that Keith is walking a prisoner, Clark Bishop, with Kevin. He's like, you're working with these fucking assholes now? What is wrong with you? I stick my tongue out at him and go... Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun, DM. (laughs) I have absolutely no words for the wretch that you have become. I say sayonara, bitch, and then we keep walking. I want to shoot him a wink. You can definitely wink at him. I, I shoot him a wink. What, does he react at all? He spits at Keith. Okay. I keep looking forward. All right, as you guys are going, you can hear Francis Beans. All right, so like, <laughs> seriously, I'm only going to ask you like one more time. 
Who started the fucking outbreak in contention? Who did it? Kathy Piston spits. I told you. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Where, okay, like, where is the residue collecting then? Like, you've been in contention this whole time. So, like, just fucking tell me, is the residue collecting in any specific spot? Kathy is shaking her head, and she's like, I... I, and you see that Francis Beans has a lever, and she is slowly lowering George Piston toward this water. George begins actually whimpering as he's lowered towards this water, and Kathy looks over at him, and she's like, No, for real, I, I don't know what residue you're talking about. I don't know where it would be collecting. I... I I just, I don't think I have any of the answers that you're, and she gets cut off by Francis again, who's like, yeah, okay, like seriously though, what does the circle of knowledge use the people for? You of all people should fucking know that. And Kathy just spits at her. Client confidentiality. And then Francis says, all right, well, or Whale? Whale? <laughs> she's making fun of her. Yeah, she's yeah. Yeah, right, mocking her. She's mocking her. Whale? Have you seen any of them silver spheres? Francis says. Were they, uh, like, you know, at the circle or were they in contention? Have you ever seen any of these things? And Kathy's just lowers her head. I'm not gonna. George. George, I love you. I love you. And George is being dipped slowly into the water. And as his feet touch, he starts moaning out. He's like, No, Lord! Please, God, if you're out there, I would be willing if you did me a service right now and just let me. And Frances is laughing maniacally as she's slowly lowering it. And if you guys are still walking, you're approaching I, right I now. Cough. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't do anything yet, but there's still part of my brain that was a police officer that makes me just want to fucking stop this immediately. I'm trying to get her attention. And Francis turns around and the lever stops. Yeah. So George's feet are in the water. She turns around. She's like, Kevin? Oh, God damn it. Nope. <laughs> what? Just talk like you normally do. Yeah. Your, norm- oh your normal God. voice. Your Zach voice. Keith, Keith, fucking, Keith Vigna. fucking Vigna. If it isn't you and your new best friend, Kevin, and I see we have company, finally. Wait, what the fuck is he doing here? You were in the room when Marvin told me to uh, bring Stan Manstein back, right? Yeah. He killed Stan Manstein. What the fuck? So we're bringing him to Marvin to have a little conversation, try to figure out what we can do, if we can, you know, I just, I didn't want to come back empty-handed, so I brought you something. All right, well, like, you were sent down here, weren't you? Yeah. Okay, then, like, I guess hang him up, and we'll talk to him. Now, give me a second. I'm trying to get something good out of these fucking contentioners. God damn have it. You- Francis, Marvin told me he needs to see you upstairs. Wait, that's a loose end. I'm sorry. (laughs) Go about your business. (laughs) Wait, like, what's the loose end? Like, when did he tell you that? Leaving, I'm sorry, I'm a little confused the past few days, but uh, the loose end I was talking about was you leaving him here dangling, not tortured. You should torture him a little more. Roll persuade for me there, Thomas. 37 on a... 60. Nice. Very nice. 
I think you're right. I think we should hang him up right now and fucking torture him until he starts talking. Oh, so, well, oh. like, uh, he, just hold he, on, just hold on right there. I'm seriously, I'm deadly in the middle of something right now. And she begins lowering George. I use my metal hand to whack her in the back of the head and try to knock her out. Ooh, doggy. All right. Uh, you're going to roll unarmed combat against her unarmed combat. Can I get a plus for my heavy metal hand? I'll give you a plus to damage for the heavy metal hand. Okay. So I'm rolling a unarmed. Yep. It's clearly armed, though. <laughs> what did she roll? She rolled a 10. Oh, God damn it. I rolled an 82 on a 40. Keith, I'm going to have you roll dexterity. It's going to be a pretty fucking important dexterity check. What's your dexterity? 60. And that's a 90, doesn't matter, it's one, 91. Keith, as you go to uh, whack your niece with your big old metal club hand, she uses your momentum against you and throws you directly into the God water. God damn it. Do I, can I do some sort of saving chance to cling onto the side? That would have been the dexterity that you God. just rolled and failed. Yeah. So as you splash into the water, I need you to roll a sanity check. Oh, just him? Just him. I fail, but not over my power. Okay. 26 on him. Take 11. one sanity Same. damage. Psychic water. As you begin fucking panicking at the thought of what is underneath you right now. Now, with that sanity loss, what that reminds you of, do you remember what happened to your little fish boyfriend, mm -hmm. Peter Dieter? Yes. You realize that that was an extremely large tank of water. Just like the one I'm in right now. Yeah, which is crazy because that means that you are now swimming around with the thing that you saw inside there. Are these multiple tanks or one this giant tank? This is one tank? giant tank, baby. I want to start swimming over to the glass edge of this tank. Oh, it is. How, I'm not even close. You can't even see the edge. I mean, how far above is the catwalk from where I am? Five feet. Help me! <laughs> can, can I, in the confusion of his assail... Heaven helps those who help themselves. Yeah, so we are going to move on. So Clark actually does get first action. I would like to uh, finish what Keith tried to do. I want to try and uh, I want to try and knock her out. Okay, I'm rolling unarmed. Hell yeah. I rolled a six on a 70. Describe what you would like to do. Well, when Keith went for her and swung wide or whatever happened there, I, I just seized that opportunity because she wouldn't have been looking at the prisoner and I, I just walk up and wallop her. I just, it's just a straight punch to the side of her head. Alrighty. Uh, go ahead and roll a D6 for damage here. That's a two. Alrighty. You punch her in the head. John, what are you doing? I would like to use law to try and handcuff her. Mm. Love it. So you go to handcuff her. Roll that law check for me. Fuck. <laughs> 94 out of 50. So you go to hand... Okay, so what happens... I bought you guys cursed dice. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are all standing there, and Keith goes to swing at her. She uses his momentum against him and throws him into the water below. Clark goes, swings, punches her, makes a connection as John goes around the back and tries to get her hands in handcuffs. She wriggles out of his grasp and she kind of backs away and she goes to um, take off running. She's going to run toward where you guys came from. Is it my turn? And it is Keith's turn. What are you doing? I pull the big, huge gun off my back 
and I try to use the magazine clips to reach up to the catwalk and, you know, kind of hike it in there and pull myself up out of the water. That's super cool. That's very smart. So I'm going to have you roll athletics in order okay. to kick your legs hard enough to lift your body out of the water enough. Fucking shit. Oh, boy. It's a crit fail. 55 <sighs> on a 50. Right. Oh, damn. Right there. <laughs> I'm going to use different dice. Keith, as you move your gun into position, uh, the clip lodges itself into the catwalk, and you accidentally click, I'm guessing, a button on a gun that makes a clip pop out, and then the gun slips out of your hands and falls into the water. Out it's of your strapped on my back, though. You rolled a crit fail. Okay. And you took it off your back, too. Right. <laughs> I like where your head's at, but you done fucked up and you lost your gun. It's in the water and it is floating down into the darkness past where you can see. You can barely see your feet in this murky, dark green water. And above you, this clip is lodged into the catwalk. Clark, it is your turn. I'm going to rush her again. Okay. She is running away from oh, you Oh, that's currently. right. I forgot she was running away. Do you want to chase after her? Yeah. Well, maybe. What kind of role would I need for that? Do I have a run skill? You would be, well, just tell me what you're going to do, and then yeah. we'll figure it out from there. Well, okay, the problem is that... What would Clark do? You can look at your athletics to know how uh, how well you'd hold up in a race. I've got an I- right. idea of what John would do that wouldn't take any time or action away from his turn. I just want to shout at her. Know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn and help Keith out of the pool. Yeah, take that free action and go ahead and holler. Francis! Francis! Keith's blood just got riled up. You know, family. And he's just, you know, he was just trying to wrestle around. Get back here. You've got torturing to do. (laughs) All right. So let's get that roll. How are you helping Keith out of the pool? I'll lay belly on the catwalk and reach my hands down toward him. All right. Keith, I'm going to have you roll luck for a timing situation here. Nope. 54 and a 35. Amazing. And Thomas, do you want to do anything else with your turn here? Can I do a persuade roll on Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 51 on a 60. Alrighty, and she rolled a 98 to try to fight your persuade, and so she stops, and she turns around. She's like, crushed her in my mind, Vice. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, God damn it. Kevin, you know how much I like really like torturing yeah and you, you know keith's an idiot why don't you come you know look he's in this water come get him help get him out well you and f- then you can torture as she's running back toward you she's yelling at you and she's like get your prisoner handcuff him and uh, yeah so I, I, you your attempt to handcuff her was so piss poor that she didn't even realize you were trying to handcuff her <laughs> and so <laughs> she's now telling you to get a hold of the prisoner that you had right the person i just tried to handcuff Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) what a persuade role you had and two in a row i'll definitely count all that so keith i swim over to the chain that george is hanging from so smart and i try to crawl up him and up onto the chain in order to at least one get out of the water two Mm -hmm. to try to get to the catwalk and with that absolutely dog shit luck roll that you had earlier uh, that was for the timing of the whole situation. And looking down, as you hold on to the body of George Piston, you feel this movement from underneath you, and you can hear water moving at a rapid pace. 
and looking down, you actually see the creature. It is moving so quickly toward you that all of the grime in the water that is in between you and it is starting to dissipate as it's coming toward you, and you see a clear picture of one of these mutated fishmen, but like the one that you saw earlier, it looks exactly like the ones in the brown jumpsuits, but it is four times larger, and both of its legs are kind of like welded together like this one giant fin. It opens its maw and swims up right at you. Clark, it's your turn. What are you doing? You're hanging over the side, but Keith swam away from you. Uh, fuck, I, I guess I'm standing st- standing up. I, I heard the exchange about the cuff thing, and so I'm going to try and play it cool. I'm just going to stand back up, and that's it. I mean, yeah. I, I yell at uh, Francis. He's shot in the leg. He can't get away. Help me get Keith now. She begins running up toward you, and Kathy Piston is crying. George Piston is hollering to his god. Keith Vigna is crawling up the body of George Piston. Clark Bishop is standing on the catwalk with his hands behind his back. And Francis Beans is running toward Kevin in her eyes, John Lee Pettymore, to try to grab Keith when all of a sudden this giant fish mouth comes up from in between the catwalk grid and grabs wholly on to George Piston's body, closes its mouth, and dips back into the water. The fish hook is just hanging right above the water, covered in blood, and there's a giant splash, and the water hits all of your feet, and the four of you stand there in the wake of the disappearance of Keith Vigna and George Piston. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I bet I could have helped here more.